Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is Wednesday morning, and I'm drinking a hot cup of Bottom Gun Coffee from my friends at BottomGunCoffee.com. This is another midweek episode release. The reason I'm doing this is that I've done so many interviews lately that I've decided to release two episodes a week for the foreseeable future. So enjoy this special bonus episode. I have another great show lined up for you, but before we get started, I just wanted to mention my latest leadership book. It's called You Have the Watch, and it's available on my website and on Amazon. In fact, it's already a number one new release and bestseller on Amazon. Now, I'm excited about this book because it's not actually a book. It's a guided journal for leaders that will take you through an entire year of leadership training. There are 50 themes in the book, and each day you'll reflect on a different facet of that theme. This journal is designed to be on your desk at work for you to read and reflect on for about 15 minutes each morning. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them, and this journal helps you practice those skills. If you're interested in this guided journal, go to youhavethewatch.com or Amazon and pick up your copy today. If you're looking for other ways to support what I do on this show, purchase any one of my books at johnsrenny.com. Podcast listeners can use the discount code DEEP at checkout to get additional savings. Well, that is it. Today, my guest is Robert Green. Robert is an Army veteran, business coach, and consultant. He helps small business leaders develop a better understanding of their financial numbers so they can more effectively run their businesses and reduce their stress. Now, we don't talk enough about the financial side of business leadership, so I wanted to get Robert on the show to learn from his expertise and experience. Now, I learned a lot from Robert in this episode, and I know you will as well. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Robert Green. Robert is a business coach and consultant for the Florida Institute of Technology Women's Business Center located in Melbourne, Florida. He mentors business owners struggling with growth and helps them get a better understanding of their finances so they can successfully achieve their goals. He is an Army veteran and author of the Simple PL System, and I'm excited to talk to him about how business leaders can get a better handle of their finances and reach their growth objectives. So, Robert, welcome to the show. John, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and uh, really appreciate the time uh, that we get to spend together tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think we, you know, we talk a lot of leadership issues on the show, and I think we haven't kind of got into this issue of, of finances and why, you know, you can be the greatest leader in the world, but if you don't know the direction your business is heading, then you can be in trouble. So I'm really excited about talking to you about this and, and how you help people kind of discover what's really going on in their business. So I'm looking forward to this discussion. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I, I think that's a very important question to ask. And and uh, we, we certainly have a lot to, to get into there. Um, the, um, the big part of the finance picture, I think, though, is having a vision to share and the progress that you make towards that vision. Uh, and as a leader, we need to be able to share our visions. 
uh, it, and that's the that's the whole point of this. Yeah, absolutely. You got to be able to know where you're at and then where you're, where you're headed. So, and and that's that's what I wanted to talk to you about. It's like, first of all, how talk about yourself. Introduce uh, uh, our our listeners to who you are and how you ended up uh, coaching small businesses like this because it's really exciting what you're doing. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the models that you provide. So, how did you get into this in the first place? Well, I, I got into this because I, I had the opportunity to go back to school uh, later in life. Um, I was working for GE and they sent me, they allowed me to go back to school and uh, I, I got my MBA. And while I was there, I started volunteering at a couple of different local organizations, one uh, a nonprofit organization, helping them find grant money to help provide after school enrichment programs for uh, underprivileged kids. Uh, and then I started working or volunteering at uh, Florida Tech in the Women Business Center um, as a business mentor, helping uh, small business owners understand how to do the technical things of their business to to, to make it move a little better. Um, and as I started, as after a couple of years, I started seeing a pattern um, that was really clear. And the, the the big problem, here we are with the big problem that we see, uh, is a lot of people are really good at doing the core of their business, the, the, the fulfillment side of their business. They're really good at it, and they become the chief everything officer. Uh, they're doing marketing. They're doing uh, delivery of their services. They're, they're trying to do everything. Uh, and something tends to fall back. The finance part of it is is the part that falls falls behind, um, and there is a perishable skill, of course, with looking at your P and L statement. Uh, and sadly, too many people just kind of ignore it, uh, and they get so busy. Uh, and I call it they get their head in their chaos, and I want to get their head out of their chaos so that they can see the bigger picture. And I I love that. I love that. We talked about before we started that, you know, a lot of small business owners are great at making a pizza or making cupcakes or cutting hair, but they're not experts at the the finances. And so they just sort of wing it, you know, and hope everything works out. And what your systems do is help them kind of dig in, realize that, okay, here's how the business is actually performing. And that's what I love about it is that you're helping people see what's really going on in their business. And, And a lot of people don't, a lot of small business owners don't have that. They're they're focused on, like you said, delivering the goods, making the goods, marketing the goods, and they, and they don't, they don't take that time to look back at the finances and how how the business is actually doing. And uh, so that's that's this is really important work that you're doing. So I I, I believe you're right. Uh, it, it is important, and there's I'm I'm gonna jump right into one of the leadership questions that you asked me ahead of time. Yeah, one, yeah. one of the things that I feel helped me uh, figure things out actually was uh, a land nav course back in OCS, right? Um, junior lieutenants, everybody's running around the woods lost, but you know, that's, that's kind of what a lot of entrepreneurs are. They're, they're like junior lieutenants running around a little lost. They got an idea where they're going. Um, but there's so much anxiety in performing uh, that we lose sight of all the things that we need to see. And as the leader, we need to be able to, to step up our, our perspective a little bit and 
we see a number of things around us that will help guide our and influence our decision making. And our PL becomes a record of our decisions. So we can look back and go, oh, boy, we, we didn't do so well here. Uh, what was going on in our minds? What, yeah. what, what type of decisions were we making? And looking back at last month's PL or last year's set of PLs, uh, that's another weakness that we have. And we need to be able to look at that and help drive a story out of all that data and try to better understand our track record of decision making and influence and those things that influence our decisions. Um, so when I get back to that land nav course, you know, we, we know we have a, a destination. We know where we're at. And we have a destination that we need to be at. Right. Uh, just like getting in your car. You don't typically get in your car without knowing where you're going. You might not see where you're going, but you know how to get there. And there's rules. Uh, there's there's mission, vision, and values along the way to help make sure that you're doing things properly and that you're not going to uh, get in trouble by uh, doing something that you don't want to do. Um, but that that leadership role needs to be able to explain that mission, vision, and values all along the whole trip. And that there may be a high level goal that you want to achieve. You want to make a arbitrary number and revenue this year. Um, but what are, how do you break that down? How do you know if you're going to make that number? What, what can you do to make that number sooner? And we all know the train is not level all the time. So we need to look at the terrain, just like we look at, uh, and the, the train of businesses are includes the the five macroeconomic forces, right? The political environment, the economic environment, the scientific and technical, legal and environmental uh, perspectives that help control what's happening to our business, the regulations, uh, the poli- the political games, this technologies and breakthroughs in science that we can produce ourselves to make our products better or less expensive um, to make and still be able to provide that value and make and retrieve that value back. Um, or we have small tactical things, right? We ran out of uh, a raw material that's going to close down our pipeline. Well, have we thought through these contingencies already to understand that we need to have a secondary vendor perhaps, or uh, we need to be able to set up longer term uh, contracts to help help reduce our costs and keep keep us flowing without that without getting bound up by having supply chain issues. Um, so I think that all of these are related to the, you know they they are they are the implementation details of our finances, right? Uh, yeah. But this is the job of the leader to help understand what all these are and and keep the business flowing because it's truly an asset that we're building and. Um, you know, without building your team to understand where the whole team is going, where the company is going, where you're going, then you're going to have a little friction along the way. You're going to have drag in the system that's going to slow you down. And again, it comes back to being the leader and helping guide everyone or helping them, helping your people understand what you're trying to achieve and framing it in such a way that they understand the bigger picture too, and where we are in relation to that endpoint. One of the tools, one of the tools we have is our finances to show that. Yeah, well, that's absolutely. Parts of it. It's it's the it's the map, right? It's like it's where you know it's sort of like 
we're plotting our course on a map. We have a destination in mind. How do we get from here to there? And and right. the PNL is the business way that we that we use to identify where we're at and 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 in relation to where we need to go, just like on a map. So I think I love that analogy, which is kind of comes right back to, you know, your your experience in the military. It's like, hey, this is this is how we got from A to B is through land nav, right? And, and it's a similar right. thing. Our PNL is our land nav, and and I think that's a great analogy. One of the things you say, and I, and I love this. You say your mission is to help business owners maximize their success, save themselves, save their marriages, and save their families by helping them save their businesses from financial failure. That is that's really powerful. And so many businesses yes. are failing. Where where did this mission come from that you have? Where did that come from? Because that's that's pretty powerful. As a small business owner myself, like I I know the stress of making payroll and you know, taking care of my customers and, and making sure that, you know, my 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 customers are happy, my vendors are happy, my my employees are happy. There's there's a lot of stress. So where does your vision uh, in this mission come from? You know, every, almost every customer, every client that I've worked for uh, at, at WeVenture um, has had a very strong sense of overwhelming stress in their lives, and it's usually because they feel like they're they're they haven't mastered their business. They're they're under they're doing everything. They're the chief everything officer. Uh, the weight of the business is causing so much stress and discord potentially in the house. Um, I have known people who have had extreme levels of depression because their businesses have suffered. They've suffered because their businesses suffered and it causes all kinds of unfathomable stress in the household that you live in, in your, in your marriage, between your kids, you, you guys, you, you may get overwhelmed and, and snap at people uh, and and that doesn't help anyone. But if we can, uh, I think part of that is your head is so wrapped up in the chaos of the business, of the day-to-day, that we need to take a step back, take a breath, analyze where we're at, ODA loop, right? Observe, orient, decide, and act. And we just keep repeating that until we write the ship, and get it where we're going, where we want to go. I think that's that's great because I think you're right. There's a high level. People don't talk about this. I know I have a good friend who's an entrepreneur himself as well. We talk about it a lot sort of quietly, you know, behind the scenes is that the stress level that we face as uh, founders and CEOs of our businesses is um is is significant a lot more than when I ran in corporate right so when I was I was when I was uh you know in charge of you know general manager in charge of multiple manufacturing plants I had a big company behind me all their finances I didn't have to worry about getting credit I don't have to worry about finding the cash or or investing in what my next product I had a you know I had backing but when you're doing it yourself you have no backing you're you're literally out there by yourself alone with you know with a dream and uh and and you know and the, and trying to put together the resources to uh to make that dream a reality and I think I, the stress level is very high and um and I think what you're saying is is that one of the ways that you can reduce that stress is to know where your business is at, to know Absolutely. your PNL. So why is the PNL so important? Why is that document so important for leaders to be able to look at and understand what's going on? 
There's a wealth of information in your PL statement, an absolute wealth of information. And it, unfortunately, it's not all clear to see just by looking at the standard PLs, which can be a little overwhelming to, to some folks. Um, but the 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 PL really needs to be looking at four or five key pieces of information. High level, your gross revenue, your cost of goods sold, um, your your expenses and the, the two profit levels, right? The gross profit, and your net profit levels. Uh, those are all absolute values. I call them absolute values. Um, they are whatever dollar value they happen to be. Um, and the two numbers that are not clearly shown, but we know exist, are the ratios, the, the gross profit margin and net profit margin. And those two numbers can tell you how well your company is doing just by looking at those two pieces of information and comparing it your, yourself with historical values of your own or comparing them with national standards or international standards for PL up for your industry. And with that, you can get a sense of whether you're performing at least above average or below average. And if you're comparing against uh, national averages, for example, uh, but against your own data, those two pieces of information can tell you whether you're you're actually growing or declining over time, regardless of what the dollar values are. The dollar values are are what they are. But if you're not taking home uh, your net profit isn't isn't where you want it to be, what can you do about it? Yeah. And that's one of the things that, that I address in, in my book, uh, in the simple PL system is what are the thing, what are the levers that you can pull yeah. that can help drive that business to more success and more profitability so that you can achieve your end result sooner than later. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. I love this and I've learned and I learned I say I've got the cheat code to being a business leader because <laughs> I served for 22 years doing it for other people. And so and I think um, and I don't but I don't think that people understand that. Like like one of the things I like is on your website, you have you have a like a PL model that you can you can put things in and you can do you can do a sensitivity analysis. OK, if I raise price 10 percent, what does that do? If I reduce costs 5 percent, what does that do? If I and you can take these and, and you can look at your PL and do the what if statements, you know, and, and I love yes. that because um, it starts giving giving the business owner a kind of a vision of the business that he's not, uh, he or she is not thinking about. So one of the things I notice as a small business owner is I, I spend time, more time dealing with cash flow. So mm -hmm. we, as business owners, we're more not concerned. We live in the, in the cash flow world. Absolutely. When I was in corporate, I never lived in the cash flow world. There was always enough cash. So it was never that mm -hmm. big of an issue. But when I came to my own business, 
cash was king, right? You spent, I spent a yes. lot of time dealing with making sure I have cash and the cash flows work. And then my, you know, my, I can pay all my vendors, I can pay my employees and, and, and my, my timing of my receivables, all that's, I have to think about every day. Mm-hmm. But, but I also, and it's sort of like, that's the, that's the operational numbers. That's, but, but so many business owners get involved with just the cash flow that they never stop, stop and look at the PL, which is your overall roadmap of how you've been doing over time, that's where you really can see what's happening. And so for me, I track every every item on my, my PL and my ratios in, in an Excel graph. So I can actually see, okay, my fixed costs are coming down. I just need to get mm-hmm. them a little bit lower to get this. I can see my gross profit margin. I can see my net profit margin. And, and so I have all this stuff, but it's just because I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And so but I imagine that many leaders many business leaders don't think about the PL. They think more in, the, in terms of cash flow. Is that is that true from what you've seen? I, I, I agree with you. I think that most of, most of us are, are, at least the small business owners, are worried tremendously about the cash flow. And that's where the stress comes in. How am I going to, to cover my labor? How am I going to cover taxes? How am I going to do this? And um, by by looking at these numbers, we're able to address that. Uh, and it really doesn't take very long to get comfortable with it. You know, you can schedule a 30 minute meeting with your, on your, on your own book, on your own time, um, every month and, or every week to look at your financials and it will make a huge difference with your comfort level, reduce that stress and help you understand what decisions you've made that have impact each of those numbers on the PNL. I love it. So, so as readers go through your book, the simple PNL system, what what are they going to learn when they go through it? So, business owners, business leaders that go through the book, what are what what are the aha moments they're going to get out of the book? Um, I think the the number one is that that well the the the, the general concept is that it's um, more of a technical manual than than a reading book. You can reference it and and understand what you can do to adjust each of the the major. Uh, sections of the PNL, but also um, that it it doesn't take as much effort as you might think or yeah. fear to to really make a difference in your net profit, and that every adjustment that you make has a compounding effect down the line yeah. from the top of your PNL all the way to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's 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 great. I think those are big aha moments that A, it's not that difficult to get a handle on your PL. And then B, there are each the levers are different. So each one of the things yes. that you can pull as a lever in your business will have a different effect on the bottom line. So I think that's kind of interesting too, you know, versus we were talking about before we got on the show, a price change, what does that do versus a cost mm-hmm. reduction? Uh and and how how does each one of those affect uh, you know, the overall outcome and the PL. And I think, um, you know, it, it's interesting because even as a small business owner, like I, we use uh, QuickBooks Enterprise. So it's a very simple system. Many, many people mm-hmm. use it, but you can get a good PL from, from QuickBooks. So anyone that's listening to this and you're saying, well, I'm a small business, I don't even know what a PL is. It's like, well, you, you actually have it. If you run QuickBooks, you can get a PL from, from, from QuickBooks. So you can get a PL statement. And if you get that over time, you look at that for a, a 12 month period, you start seeing trends, you know, and you look at ratios, like you said, looking at ratios, what are the trends? What are you seeing? And um, what's, what's working, what's not working. And I think through your book, you help people 
you know, look through the PL, identify what's happening and, and identify those key key ratios, right? Absolutely. And for those that don't have a spreadsheet, I actually have one available on my website. Oh, great. Um, so, so there's one you can download and it has, uh, I think, about 40 different uh, performance indicators uh, that we want to track. And you can track over time, put them in weekly, put them in monthly. Uh, it is a, it is an active process. You need to enter data, you know, take it out of one place and put it in something else. Um, but the revelations can be really uh, astounding very quickly when you start seeing where your money's going, where your time and effort is going, and which pieces um, are not going in the direction they should. I love uh, that. And yeah, I was going to say, have you have you um, have you worked with some people that and helped them kind of get their get a better understanding of their PNL and just maybe some stories of of where uh, you've helped. You know, you've helped some business leaders that they've and and they've got that aha moment, and they finally sort of see the, you know, the 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 forest or see the trees in the forest finally for the first time. You know, I, actually, I, I have every time with with uh, working with the folks at at WeVenture, I have every single time. Uh, typically, within the first, we typically meet with clients once a month for about an hour. Excuse me, and. Um, would have a, a time to talk about finance. Finance is always first and everybody pulls out their profit and loss sheet. And I've typically had a copy delivered ahead of time so I could add some information to it, including the gross profit margin, the net profit margin. But I also take, I also take um, a make a percentage of your, of every line item as a percentage of your gross revenue. So you have a relative number to compare against. And you can compare those percentages over time just as easily as you can, the, uh, even easier than the, the the static numbers, the absolute numbers, uh, so that we can tell whether we're spending more in utilities or we're spending more in um, raw materials or we're spending more in something that shouldn't be happening or uh, if the if the accounting team is is documenting things or bookkeeping team is. is documenting things correctly uh, and putting charges in the right month. Uh, you can that's see that now. <laughs> that's a big issue. And, and, you know, that happens a lot with the small business owners, partially because they're just, they're, they're so overwhelmed that they're not, and they're not relying on enough professionals to help them out. They, you know, in a large company, you typically have a, a whole finance team that's, that's providing the CPA uh, services and uh, bookkeeping services um, and controller services to make sure everything is is operating properly. But a small business, that's that's a luxury they, they might not have been able to afford yet. And there's way more small businesses <laughs> than there are large companies or even small companies that are still making, you know, under a million dollars a year. There's, there's more of those than there are of any, anything else. Um, and they haven't thought that they need to hire somebody to help handle those details for them. And you don't have to be a CPA yourself. You don't have to be an accountant yourself, but it helps to have a familiarity with these numbers so that you can reflect on it and understand what your decisions are that have impacted those, those numbers so that you don't do it again or that you do more of what works. Yeah. So they can, they get a chance to, and, and like, I think what you said in, as looking through um, the book is you're able to, you know, determine, okay, here's where we're at. Here's, 
here's the actions we want to take and here's we've modeled it right we've looked at it so this mm-hmm. this makes sense we can do that but then you get the PNL, you get a chance to see did it did it work? What's the impact of the yes. decisions we make? And then you then you can look at it again and say, okay, well, we need to do more of this and less of that. And that then that gives you as a leader, it gives you things to talk about with your people, right? So you right. know instead of having like, oh, everything's a mess, you're like, okay, clearly I need to raise prices, right? And I've got to take. I've, we've somehow got to get at least 15% off our utility bill every month. That's the, that's our sort of our goal in the next, you know, 30 days. And so you're actually making progress towards things that will actually have an impact on your bottom line versus just sort of willy nilly trying to fix everything. Right. As, as, as we get overwhelmed as, as a business leader. So you're going to, you can actually get targeted actions based on the, based on the information you're seeing, you know, the, the previous months. And so you can look at, okay, I did this and this happened. Okay, cool. Now I need to do this. And, and so you, you get, you get action. And I think what, what overcomes anxiety for me is action, right? And action Absolutely. in the right direction where I know I'm going to get the results that reduces my anxiety. And I'm sure the same thing with business owners you work with, as you establish the direction based on the information that's provided, you reduce that level of stress when you know, okay, mm-hmm. I'm moving in the right direction. In two months, I'm going to be where I need to be, where I don't need to have a loan, or I don't need this, or I don't need that. You're, you're absolutely right. Certainty is, is what we crave. We there's we we perceive that there's so much chaos, and as Dale Carnegie said, 98% of the things that we worry about never come to fruition, right? Yeah. Um, but we worry, and that 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 causes a lot of stress. But if we have concrete actions, because we can see it in black and white, this is what we need to do. We have to address this problem, or we're doing great here, and we need to recognize where we're doing great. We need to recognize the people that are helping make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to encourage more of it. If it works and your people are doing great, encourage more of it. If there's something that's going wrong, we need to, to take a look at it systematically, not just not just throw mud at the wall and see what sticks. We need to, you're right, be certain. These are the things that we need to take action on. We want to address, we don't, when I do, when I work with customers, I don't, one of my clients, I don't say, here's, do everything. We, we it's overwhelming. Yeah. And we start with one thing at a time. Yeah. And we we hit the things that make logical sense first, the squeaky wheel issues, whatever. We'll address those, and then we'll we'll get back into a top down approach to uh, what can we do to increase everything that brings in revenue, decreasing costs on our cogs, decreasing our operational expenses, and thinking about how we need to hire to make this a system and keep keep that keep it going until we reach whatever that destination is so um where do you stand with with respect to like transparency like how how transparent should leaders be with their with their pnl with their people and the reason i'm asking is so there's this two ways we play it as leaders right one is we want to be as transparent as possible and give the why behind what we're doing right so we're going to increase prices and people say why well you know, so there's there's that piece of it, but then it's the we don't want to panic people, right? We want to, you know, as a leader, we want to make sure that every everybody remains calm. I've got, you know, we're, I'm in, I'm in charge, we're okay, <laughs> but you don't want to panic people. But then you also want them to see the reality of what you're seeing. So, do you talk a little bit about transparency with how leaders should be with their PL with their people? I do, I do. I think that it's it is important to be 
to, to be tra- to be transparent, um, but you you can be sensitive. You can be mm-hmm. sensitive about yeah. what you share, uh, yeah. and that's why I like the relative numbers more yeah. so than the absolute values. Yeah. The relative numbers help tell the story. We're doing equally good or better than last month by two percent, ten percent, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But if you if you say, well, you know, we only made this much money, or in in that use of only. Uh, it's kind of cringy. Um, the use of only isn't a great way to explain anything. I'm sorry. But um, by saying, you know, we made this and our expenses are rising, we need to address it. I don't think that's a, a bad thing to say that they are they are rising. I might not tell you exactly by how much, but I'll tell you that our expenses are rising and solicit information, solicit ideas. What can we do to help decrease our costs. What would you do if you were in this position? Yeah. Like you mentioned on, on one of your previous shows about training for the next job up, having your people think, well, what would I do? What would I do? Yeah. What would you do to help improve this situation? Yeah. yeah. What, what could you do to imp- increase your sales? Or what could you do to decrease your costs? What could you do to make our supply chain run smoother? What can we do to decrease inventory? Because that's just that's that's affecting our our cash flow too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. I love it. I think it's great. I think um, you know, I think as leaders, you know, we we I've said this often, you know, with different guests, is that we we have a foot in two canoes, if you will. One is we have to face the reality of what our business is at. Like we we have to we can't ignore the reality of our our situation. We have to understand it. But the other thing is we we can't we can't lose hope or lose faith on what our future vision is for our businesses and our and our departments and where we're headed. So we mm-hmm. we have to have those two things. If we're otherwise we're 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 if you're too focused on the vision, you're not you're not facing reality, you'll be in trouble. But if you're just facing reality and you're not thinking about the future, you're also in trouble. I think we have to maintain that. And through your systems, you get a chance to get a true understanding of where you're at. And then you're able to get a really accurate feeling of what do I need to do today to get to the vision that I have for the business? Absolutely. There, there is a balance there. And I think that your employees, especially those that are closest to you, know whether you're an extreme visionary or an extreme realist, or if yeah. you have balance, they know yeah. it. And yeah. they're more likely to follow somebody who's got a balanced perspective and maintains and maintains a, a relatively even keel to get things done. Otherwise, uh, it's going to create a lot of anxiety and they're not going to want to be there. And then you've got a retention issue. Yeah. Uh, and we don't want that either because that's that's just a, a cost center by itself. Yes, yes. Well, this this is this is great stuff, Robert. I mean, you know, it's funny because we start off on a discussion of PNL, which you know, a lot of people probably listening in are like, oh, PNL. I don't want to hear about. I'm not an accountant. I don't care. I don't want to hear this stuff. But it really comes down to leadership. It's really a leadership issue that we have to understand these things. These are important tools in our toolbox to be able to see where our business is at and be able mm-hmm. to make the decisions and help communicate to our employees what do we need to do to get to our future ver- version of the business that we have in mind. So so. You know, don't ignore the PL, say, well, that's an accounting problem. No, it's part of the role of a leader, right? And I Absolutely. think that's where I think this fits in really well with uh with what we do here on this podcast. So um this has been really good, Robert. How can people find out more about you and your uh and the tools that you offer on your website? Okay, well, uh you can go to uh robertgreenmba.com uh to to download a copy of my book, uh, download any of the tools that I have. And if anybody needs any help 
just email me. I'm happy to, to provide guidance or um, offer some suggestions. Uh, and, and, and I'm just happy to. Uh, I'm obsessed with your with everyone's success. I think it's our job. It's a moral imperative to help bring people up wherever possible. Uh, and if if my message resonates with anyone, I want to be able to help help them achieve their goals. Um, so I make everything available, and you know I, I'm happy to work for you. But I'm giving you every make everything available to you from RobertGreenMBA.com. You can find me. Uh, there you can find me, uh, on all the socials, uh, at Robert Green MBA, uh, or, you know, just, just email me, Robert at robertgreenmba.com. And that's awesome. Well, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll put links in the show notes for those resources. And again, if you're listening in, uh, that website is fantastic. I've been on it. There's a lot of tools on it. The book's on there. There's all sorts of resources on there. And don't be overwhelmed, uh, leaders, when we start talking P&L and you start talking about, uh, you know, oh, gosh, I got to remember gross margin, net margin, uh, fixed cost, uh, variable cost, uh, cost of goods sold. All that seems confusing. You break it down in the book. You break it down on the website. You make it easy to understand. And you absolutely, leaders, need to know these things to be able to run your business. So, Robert, thank you for coming on the show and sharing all of your expertise. Thank you, John. I had a great time with you. I really do appreciate it. And I hope that you, that your listeners can take something away. Oh, I'm sure they will. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.